Well, welcome. How's everybody doing today? You guys excited to be at church? That's what I'm talking about. Love to see you all. For those of you who don't know, my name is Lauren, and uh, I'm a dude with the name Lauren, and I've been dealing with this since I was a young child. And there's actual multiple Laurens that are dudes named uh, at our church. So I just feel very, uh, very empowered here. But my name's Lauren. I'm a dude, and I'm, I get to be the campus pastor at our West Sac campus. So do you all know that we have two locations but one church? Did you know that? We're one church, but we have two locations across the river. Lives are being changed through what God's doing through Project Church. It's been almost three years since we launched Project Church West Sacramento. And man, God's done so much. I'm so blessed to be a part of what God's doing. And I'm very blessed and privileged just to be here today. I miss, uh, I miss this campus. I miss Project Church downtown because this is where I came from. These are my roots. I, I was just showing up to church here for, for several months before we launched out and went to, uh, to West Sacramento. And I'm blessed by Caleb and Chrissy who lead this church so well. Amen. Let's just give it up for them. We love you, Caleb and Chrissy for how you lead us and your vision for, for what God wants to do in our church. But uh, we're in this series called Lighten Up. Everybody say Lighten Up. Lighten up. And our prayer is that you are freed up by lightening up, that you are freed from the prison of success and performance. That's what the theme of this is today or this, for this series. And we're taking these mindsets that we have and we're saying, man, these are, these, are pr these are prisons for us. These mindsets can be very imprisoning. We don't even realize it. So we've been talking about all these different mindsets and these things that are prisoning and these things that are freeing. And today we're talking about judgment versus mercy. And I believe God's going to free some people up today. I'm praying that that's my heart today. And so, uh, but I want to first ask, have you ever looked back at your life and just did a massive facepalm? It's like, why did I do that? What was I thinking? Like, so some of this may be like a job you took or like, a, a split decision that you made. Some of you, it's your ex-girlfriend or boyfriend. You know you can relate to that. Some of you guys are like, yes, that's real. I'm talking about this in church. I'm just being real. Like we look back and we think, what was I thinking? You want to know, in high school, I don't have a lot of regrets. I lived my life. That was when I found Jesus and I was so passionate about God. Want to know one of my biggest regrets is my haircut. Like just, <laughs> just look back and I face palm. Now, don't put it up yet. Last time they put up that picture, I'm going to be vulnerable with you so I would appreciate, you guys are already laughing at me. I would appreciate your love and mercy, okay? That's what we're talking about today. So I'm going to put this up. So here's how bad it is. You guys can laugh all you want. This is my haircut in high school, all right? Now, here, here's, how, here's how this evolved, all right? This is, how, this is how this came about. I didn't care about fashion. I didn't care about how I looked. I mean, I cared about how I presented myself took a shower and all that stuff. But my, with my hair, at least, I just let it, let it do its thing. And so for this picture in particular, my mom was like, like oh, we got to take your senior picture for your photo for the yearbook. And that was the only way I was able to find this photo because I had a yearbook. And uh, she said, like, make, comb your hair. And I'm just like, I, I never comb my hair. I just kind of let it do its thing. I just like growed it and got it, just let it fall however it may. I let the Lord lead my hair. And, but then she said, comb your hair. So then I just was like, uh, okay. And then I got by a tree and like nestled myself into a tree and took this picture apparently. And so some people would refer this to as a bowl cut, but I want you to know there was never a bowl placed on my head and then cut. That's not how that happened. But I would refer to this as a helmet cut because it literally looks like I don't have hair. I'm just wearing a helmet. 
Like, if you look at it close. Now, some people say that, that uh, styles, fashion, hairstyles come back around. The problem with this is that it was never in, so it is never coming around. So all I would do for the rest of my life is look at this picture and cringe and think, what was I thinking? Right? Massive face palm. All right. I'm going to take that away just for your sake there. Thank you. Um, and my sake, mainly. So uh, I believe some of us are like that. Because my mom, I remember telling me so much, so, or telling me often, a few times, that like, Lauren, do you think you could, like, you know, your hair is just like, could you do, just maybe, like, put it up or do something different with it? She was being so sweet and merciful with me and loving to me and trying to, trying to nudge me in the right direction. She's trying to point out this major issue in my life of, of a bad haircut. And so she, I remember her telling me, I was like, Ma, I just want to let it do its thing. I'm good. And now I look back and cringe. And here's where I'm switching pages here with you really quick. And what I, why I showed you that picture, why I put you through that pain, is because I believe some of us are rocking a judgmental mindset. And we don't even realize it. It's, we're rocking it. And it's ugly. Some people maybe even told us, hey, you come across a little judgy. We just look at him and say, what'd you talk about, Willis? <laughs> like, Willis has got something to say to you. He's trying to tell you something. And here's why this is so important. I, I, I feel like in studying the, the passage where we're coming from today, the, the thing I want to point out today is without our realization, we judge, judge others without hesitation. We do it so quick, we don't even realize it. We're judging others. We don't even realize it. It seeps in. It puts up a prominent spot in our, in, our, in our life. It sets up shop in our mind, and we are judging others. We don't even realize it. Now, okay, I'm, I'm pointing out a flaw in your life. That's not the purpose of today. That's, the purpose of today is not con condemnation. But I want to point this out and extend mercy and show the mercy of Christ that we're supposed to exemplify and, and let mercy triumph over judgment. Here's why this is so incredibly important. This is so incredibly important because when we read the Gospels, when we look at the Word of God, we look at the accounts of Jesus and the story, and we just look at what people said about Jesus, his life that he lived, we see that the biggest opposition he had, the biggest hindrance to the work of Jesus, the biggest hindrance to the mission of Jesus was not the immoral, but it was the self-righteous and the judgmental that was in most opposition to Christ. So what does that mean today? That means today some of us have this judgmental mindset we don't even realize, and God is trying to work in our lives, but we can't because we have this thing we're rocking called a judgmental mindset, and God is in opposition to that, and he can't work because we're rocking this thing on our head, and we don't even realize it. God wants to work in our heart. It's like, man, why isn't God working in my life? You have this thing. Why isn't God working in our communities? You have this judgmental mindset. Why isn't God working in my family? Why wasn't God working? You are, it's a hindrance to the kingdom of God is you're hurting yourself and you're hurting others. Today is not to, not to, to be condemned. I want to let that be clear. Like this, past, this, this message series can feel, come across very condem, condemning. Can, it can be very filled with condemnation. That's what it seems like. It's getting the words out. You're helping me. But I want to tell you that there is mercy. See, it's not, it's not just about where you're lacking. See, because where you're lacking, Jesus takes over and says, I, for, for where you lack, for where you fall short is covered. For there is no condemnation in Christ, the word of God says. There is no condemnation of Christ. And so we're, we receive that in our lives. 
But still we say, well, there's no condemnation in Christ, but still it's my job to enforce the word of God into other people. I want to talk about how that, that evolves. So here's how, the evolution of a judgmental mindset. Some of you guys are like, I thought evolution was bad and it's like creation is better. than This is a different thing. Evolution of a judgmental mindset is like this. It starts off good. Devotion to God. You're praying. You're seeking God. You're loving God. You're, you're pouring out your heart to God. You're inviting him into your life. And you're saying, God, I just want more of you. Going home and hitting the worship song and spending time in your room just saying, God, I, I need you in my life. And that turns into doing stuff for God. That's awesome. Doing work for God. You're serving other people. You're putting other people first. You're joining a team here at Project Church. You're getting involved in community. You're knowing more about the word of God. Your knowledge of scripture is increasing. And you're saying, wait, those two things are great. But what happens from, from the second thing to the third thing is where the, where the fault is. Because somewhere in that when we get this mindset and we say, man, I, I'm doing work for God and then I know the word of God. For some reason that often translates to I know the word of God. I know what God wants. I know what the standard is. I know what's right and I know what's wrong. And so for some reason it's my job to be the enforcer to other people. For some reason, we take that mindset, we say, I know what God wants, and so I'm gonna look at other people, and I'm gonna say, man, that person's missing it, that person's missing it, that dude is definitely missing it, and it's my job to be an enforcer, and we develop this self-righteous mindset. I am holier than thou. What does that turn into? A judgmental mindset. We're looking down on people. Man, that's not what, what Christ wants us to do. He was very What's that word? Specific? Thank you. Yeah. About what, he, what we're called to do. And I'm going to look at that passage in here in a second. But I just want to emphasize how this happens and why it is so important to catch. My prayer today is this, is that we'll take an honest look. See, some of us right now are being like, oh, this message is from, from my best friend. He's not even here today, so I'm going to get the podcast. I'm going to send it to him because he needs to know. Some of you thinking that right now. This message is for you, like straight up. So easy to see it in someone else, right? And so my prayer today is that we would take an honest evaluation of our life and realize that there's something in our heart that's not right. <laughs> like, like I was rocking that, that ugly haircut. No, I couldn't realize it. My prayer today is that we would realize we're rocking this ugly mindset and we would say, God, forgive me. See, the gospel does not point outward to criticism. But the gospel points us inward to repentance. The gospel points us to, to find Jesus in this center, to find our faults and let Jesus come in and say, God, here's where I'm falling short, but you are, there's no condemnation with Christ. You are filling my heart with, with fulfillment, with love, with joy, with peace. And we're, we're letting his forgiveness flow over our life, his restoration flow over my, our life. So that's my prayer. We would find it. We would evaluate it. We wouldn't be thinking about someone else who needs to hear this message, but we would prayerfully say, God, is this in me? And I believe it's a lot of us in this place have this because as I was preparing for this message, as I was reading the scripture, I was like, that's me. I wanted to say like, oh yeah, that's that one dude in the church. No, but that's me. So this whole week I've been preaching to myself and I'm just preaching to myself today. I just want to let you know I'm right here alongside you. Project Church, we're all works in progress. That's including the pastors here. Caleb and Christy are so transparent as well. We are all working this out together. So I want to let you know that right up front and pray that this does not come across condemning or judging because I'm talking to this group and you're, you're saying like, hey, you're talking about judging people. Why are you judging me right now and assuming I got this? I'm just sharing the word of God with you and I pray that we can all be in a spot where we're looking inward towards repentance. 
So here's the, here's the passage where we're coming from. You saw how we, how we get to, um, to that judgmental mindset. But, but what does that mean? Here's a scripture, James chapter 2, that's kind of, this is based on. I love this because it paints such a simple per, a picture. It says, mercy triumphs over judgment. So what does that imply? If in order for something to triumph over something, what does there need to be prior to that? There needs to be a battle. Mercies hitting them with the left and judgment's trying to come in, but who wins? Mercy wins every time. So what does that mean? If we have judgment in our life, what does that mean? We didn't even send mercy into the ring. Judgment win, no, won, no contest. Because we're not even allowing mercy to, to, to even have a, have a seat at the table, even to, to go into the ring and have a fight. Because if mercy is in the fight, mercy is going to win because mercy triumphs over judgment. And we don't even put mercy into our life. So today I want to talk to you about how to let mercy in. How to let mercy win over judgment. And I believe God's going to do great work in our lives. Let me define these two words. One is the word judge. The other word is the word mercy. It comes from the Greek word krino. It means to analyze Evaluate, condemn, or avenge. Is it our job to evaluate, to analyze, condemn, or avenge other people? Far from it. But what does mercy mean? Mercy means this, is to show compassion. This comes from the word elios. To show compassion, kindness, kindness, or goodwill towards the miserable and afflicted. Man, this is what it's, it's completely opposite. And what wins? Mercy wins. We need to let this in. So here's how you let this in. We need to let this into the fight, let this into the ring and say, hey, I'm going to let mercy win because this judgmental mindset, I don't want it. It's evolved into my life. I realize it, but I'm going to prioritize mercy in my life. You have to be intentional in order for mercy to triumph. So here's what you need to do. The first thing you need to do, Jesus talked about this, is focus on dealing with your own problems before you try to fix other people's problems. Focus on your problems. Not the problems of others. See, Jesus was like hardcore addressing this. He was saying, hey, judge not because you're going to be judged. And then he said this in Matthew 7, verse 3 through 5. He says, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye? Why are you, why are you pointing that out? And pay no attention to the plank. A speck, a plank. Why are you looking at that speck when you got a plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take that speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. Man, Jesus is calling them out. You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. We need to stay in our lane, church. We need to stay in our lane and say, man, it's not my job to enforce. It's not my job to put the, to, to say, man, this is, you're, you're screwing up. You're screwing up. It's fun to do. For some reason, we get this thrill out of it. It's like, man, it's fun. I feel better about myself when I know that dude's really screwing up, and I get to tell him it. But that is weird, man. If you really say that out loud, do you really feel good about telling someone else they're worse? That's pretty messed up, but we're pretty messed, messed up people, aren't we? And that is a root of pride. That is sinful. We think we, think we put others down. We feel good about ourselves. Man, we, we, have, we all have this issue. And to be transparent with you, over the last several months, I've been identifying this in my own life. And I even like say, like, where did this come from? I've been asking myself. And I think about this time when, when I was... Uh, starting out as a youth pastor and we was in this awesome ministry training program and we would get together and just encourage each other with how to, how to lead. We'd encourage each other with like, hey, what's God doing in your life and how do we 
become these things called pastors. Like, what? I don't get it. Like, some of you are like, how do you become a pastor? Like, this was like this boot camp for ministry training. It was one of the most growing times of my life, and I loved it. But, but I think about this one session where I took something too far. And uh, it was this group, my respected friend and close mentor to this day, got the group together, and he said, hey, here's what we're going to do together. We're going to all split up and go out on our own. You're going to open up your Bible, and you're going to find one leadership lesson from the life of Jesus. Sounds great. Pretty simple, right? A leadership lesson from the life of Jesus. Jesus did a lot of things, did a lot of great things. He was a great leader. Man, I could do this simple. So uh, I got this. I'm going to find something really good. And I was so pumped about it. So we all took a few minutes, found something. I found something. I'm like, yes, this is it. This is going to be good. And then we came back. And he said, okay, so who wants to go first? Someone went first. And I was like, eh. They're like, well, the Bible says that Jesus loved people. So... We're supposed to love people too. Like, be a good leader. I'm like, that's all you found? I could have told you that off the top of my head. Like, everybody knows Jesus loves people. Find something deep. I'm finding something deep. And I was literally judging them. Like, I'm not, that's not something good I'm highlighting. But I was judging them, and then it came to my time, and I was like, all right. I look at uh, John chapter 2, and I opened up the book, and it says, Jesus went into the temple, and he saw they were turning the temple into a casino. So what did he do? He said he grabbed one of those tables and flipped it. And, he, and I was like, and they were like, oh, okay, so what's, what's the lesson? It's like the leadership lesson is you don't put up with people's junk. You don't allow that stuff in the house of God. You don't allow people to walk all over. You don't allow sin. You call people out on their sin. And I dropped the mic and went like this in this gladiator-like moment, and the whole place erupted. At least that's how I see it in my head. And I remember feeling so great about that. I'm just being transparent with you. I remember feeling so great that, that, that I pulled that. And I felt, I felt like, that man, this is such a good word. We are supposed to, as leaders, call out sin. We're supposed to, when we see something, we're supposed to call it out. But see, the, the error I have often, and probably a lot of us have, is we look at one passage of Scripture, and we don't look at the entirety. We don't line it with the entirety of Scripture. That's how things get out of whack. That's how we can take that passage and start going around and saying, hey, you're messing up. Hey, you're messing up. I'm calling your sin out, and your sin out, and your sin out, and we're coming across so judgmental. He's like, what are you accomplishing from the Word of God? You're just adding to the presupposition. You're adding to the connotation of the Christians, of the church being so judgmental. That's all you're doing. You're not helping anybody. And so that's how I can take that passage out of, out of context, being, being transparent with you. And so there's some truth to what I shared. We are supposed to call it out. Jesus called it out. Jesus didn't let that happen. He wasn't just going to sit back and watch the church turn into a casino. But, but he called it out. But it also says what in the scripture we just read in Matthew chapter 7. He says, hey, take the plank out of your own eye. And so what I find is that it's rare that the condition exists where I'm supposed to call people out. It's more rare than I think. It's more rare than I think because so often I'm saying like, oh, yeah, I'm going to flip these tables. I'm going to call out the sin. But I got this massive plank in my eye. And Jesus is saying, deal with your sin first in order for us to let mercy win. We need to just deal with our sin first. We need to deal with our own issues and just focus on ourselves. Stay in our lane, church, and think about, yes, sometimes there is that case. It even says, once you removed that. But how often have we really removed that? That's something for you to pray about. Second thing is this is that we are supposed to see the person, not the issue. We're so focused on seeing that, that issue in someone's life. We're so focused as we see, okay, this person is doing it wrong. We, we know the word of God, and that, that's not lining up. That's not lining up, so we call it out. We see the issue, but we don't see the person. See, I was a youth pastor for six and a half years, loved it, and people in, often talk about youth ministry, youth groups. Some of you may have grown up in a youth group, been part of one. It's like 
funnest stuff. They're playing games and eating weird stuff. And it's like, what is this place? It's church. But, but everyone talks about youth ministry or youth group. They have that one really, really bad kid, right? Like everyone's got that one really, really bad kid. Well, I would like hear people talk about that. And I'm like, that one really, really bad kid is like 90% of our group. Like we're just like, there's a bunch of messed up kids in this place. And like, I don't know what you're talking about. One really, really bad kid. They're all really, really bad. And um, it, was just, it was just really rough in the, the area. The kids coming from all walks of life. And there was this one, I guess, really, 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 really bad kid. Um, I loved him, but I had, I had this issue. See, I didn't see him. I saw the issue. See, what I saw was, was him dealing drugs after church or him picking fights and starting, like, fights in the middle of church. I'm trying to preach the love of Jesus. And they were fighting in the back. I'm like, this is a little difficult. This is awkward. There's someone coming in. It's like, this is what church is about? People dealing drugs, smoking drugs, doing drugs in the bathroom and fighting after church. Like, what is this place? And I was like, okay, I need to, I had to address this right. But I was so upset. Like, why would you do this? Like, what is wrong with you that you would do this in the house of God? And I was so upset. I saw the issue. I was like, what is going on? And until I finally calmed down and sat him down and was able to have a, have a real conversation and find a little deeper about him. And I realized understanding where he was coming from. As a young age, he was passed back and forth from uncle to grandpa to mom to dad. And every single one of those, he was beaten at a young age. And I, and I was, because of the context, it changed my perspective. Because of the context of knowing, understanding where he's coming from, that's called compassion. I'm saying I'm going to show compassion on him. I'm not just looking at the issue. I'm going to see him as a person because I got issues too. Yeah. And the context of, of what that comes from just showing compassion, showing understanding, showing mercy, you, it changes your, your, your perspective. And you're saying, I'm not going to look at the, the issue. That's just, that's just a result of something in their heart. That's just a result of something that we all got. We all have issues. But I understand where he was coming from, and I, sh- and I was overwhelmed with compassion. It went from condescending judgment to overwhelming compassion. I have no idea what that's like to be passed around and beaten in every single one of those scenarios. Man, that's overwhelming. I'm so sorry that happened to you. And let's, let me talk about how we can restore you. See, we're, we need to understand that we need to look past the issue and see the person and bring restoration, which is the last point, number three, is our desire should be restoration, not enforcement. As I said, once we know the word of God more and more, for some reason we get this mindset, was like, I'm supposed to be the enforcer, I'm supposed to call it out. I'm supposed to see it and like, yes, it's enfor- I'm, I'm going to enforce this. It's going to happen. See, that's what happened is, as Jesus was brought up into this situation, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. And she was brought and thrown down at Jesus' feet by the most judgmental people of the time called Pharisees. And they were trying to trap him. They threw him down, threw her down at at Jesus' feet, said, hey, the word of God, teacher, this woman has been caught in adultery. So the law of Moses said she's supposed to be stoned. The law of Moses is supposed to say, or says, when this happens, you're supposed to get a bunch of rocks and throw them at her until she dies. What do you say? They were, they were trying to trap him. They were the enforcers. And they were saying, well, I wonder what Jesus is going to do. Well, this highlights something so important that's about the heart of God and about the heart that he wants us to exemplify is not desiring enforcement, but it's in desiring restoration. 
Because he said, say, hey, he without sin cast the first stone. And, he, and what the people began to realize, they all had planks in their eyes. And that sin was sin. It wasn't a, wasn't a matter of, man, this sin is way worse because we like to compare ourselves to make ourselves feel better. Man, that person's sin is way worse than my sin. But Jesus is saying, don't worry about which one's worse. That's not what it's about. It's about your heart. It's about restor- restoring all people unto me. And he's looking at the people and he starts to, he bends down. Hey, cast the first stone if you don't have any sin. But in the meantime, I'm going to write something. He just starts writing. Like, we don't know exactly what he was writing, but he starts writing in the sand. And by the time he was done, they were all gone. Something clicked with them, and they realized, man, I have sin in my life. I'm no different. I'm just a person. I'm, gonna see, I'm a person just like them. I was looking at the issue. If I see the person, I'm, I'm not without sin. I'm backing up. I'm changing from judgment to mercy. I'm going to let mercy triumph. I believe our job is to, 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 to feel the heart of God, to exemplify the heart of God in the same way Jesus did and, just, and say, I'm going to exemplify restoration. I'm going to desire restoration. And my job is not to enforce. When someone sees you see something that's out of line, your desire is not to come, come across like the police and say, this is what you're supposed to do. And here's what you're not doing. Here's what you're doing. You've crossed the line. That's not our job, but desiring, hey, I want you to be restored in Jesus. I want you to find life and freedom in Jesus. My heart is to love you. And most importantly, our job isn't to enforce, it's to restore. See, some, some people in here today, you say, man, you're coming across judgmental and you feel condemnation because Jesus' last words spoke to that condemnation because the the woman looked up to her the woman looked up to Jesus and he was like where's where's your accusers they're gone and he said these words that I believe we're supposed to live out he says neither do I condemn you neither do I condemn you Jesus was saying hey there is no condemnation in Christ but there is restoration go and sin no more go and find freedom in me go and find life in me be restored in Jesus name see some of us feel like man okay you're calling me out you're you're talking about judgment maybe you are praying you do feel that maybe it's just a little bit of it he's like okay But Jesus looks at every sin and he looks down and says, there is no condemnation, there's only restoration. Some of us feel condemned and you feel feel this guilt that we say like, man, I am, I am, have a condescending, judgmental mindset. I do have a self-righteous spirit, but now I just feel, feel guilty. I feel bad. I feel like I'm being condemned. There is no condemnation. Jesus looks down at you and he says, neither do I condemn you, but I want to restore you. That is the heart of God. And so today I want to tell you that there is no condemnation. Some of us feel distant from God. Some of us feel like, man, what am I going to do with this now? Where do I go from here? It's very simple. The gospel points us inward towards repentance. Repentance is just a simple thing of saying, God, I missed the mark, but I want you to bring me closer to you. I want you to cover that thing called sin. See, this, the, one, that's, the thing called sin is the one thing that can separate us from God. It's the one thing that can, that can separate, it can get in between you and God. But the beautiful thing is that, he, that with this idea of atonement, see, he died on the cross to cover the eternal penalty for sin and to bring reconciliation to him. 
So we can feel distant from God because of these things. When I'm talking about this judgmental mindset is opposing to the mission of Jesus and we feel like God's not working in our lives because of this. But I wanna tell you now that there is forgiveness. There is no condemnation, there is forgiveness, there is restoration, there is freedom today in Jesus. And I believe some of us today just need to be freed up in this place. It's been my prayer all week. Would you bow your head in this place?